So thankful to be with you once again on the program, Watch Therefore, and what an action-packed, incredibly relevant program this is today. And before we get into it, I want to remind anyone in the Houston area, we have just planted this new church, Calvary Chapel, Watch Therefore Community Fellowship. If you're in the Houston area, come check it out. We have such a special vision for this church, a handful of us have stepped out in faith to plant this church. And if you'd like to learn more, go to our website, Calvary Chapel, Watch Therefore Community Fellowship. I personally am inviting you to church. Now let's have a word of prayer and watch the word of God leap off the pages today. Hallelujah. Oh, Father in heaven, in our great God and soon coming Savior, Jesus' name, we ask you to bless this program and tremendously, please, Lord Jesus, bless all of our viewers. Amen. And amen. So um, there's a couple reasons, primary reasons, I've selected these Bible passages today, okay? And so first, we're going to talk about the day of the Lord. Well, I'm going to talk about it, and Lord willing, you'll listen and hear things that will bless you today. Here we go, Second Peter chapter 3, the day of the Lord. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens will pass away with a great noise, and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Both the earth and the works that are in it will be burned up. Therefore, since all these things will be dissolved, what manner of persons ought you to be in holy conduct and godliness, looking for and hastening the coming of the day of God, because of which the heavens will be dissolved, being on fire, and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. Now, in my book, The Gospel Truth About the Rapture, I spend more time and go into detail about the day of the Lord than I can on this program today. But I just want to hit some of the high points of the day of the Lord. First, it begins with the rapture of the church, and that's very foreign to so many in church today and in teaching today. But I can demonstrate that through the scriptures, and there's there's one of the reasons that that's resisted is very sad and tragic, and, and we'll talk I'll talk more about that towards the end of the program. But but first, how can I say that the day of the Lord begins with the rapture of the church? Very simply, we can see it in Matthew chapter 24, uh, amongst other places that I'll show you, Lord willing, in this program. Uh, so, Matthew 24, beginning verse 36, But of that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, but my Father only. And I've taught about this, and I write about it in my book, The Gospel Truth About the Rapture, that this is the ancient Jewish wedding. This is a Hebraism that speaks of the groom going to the Father's house to build a place for his bride. When does he, when does he come to get his bride? Only the Father knows. It's a perfect picture of the groom, our Savior Jesus, coming to get his bride, the church, in the rapture. Continuing, but as the days of Noah were, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark and did not know until the flood came and took them all away. 
so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. Then two men will be in the field. One will be taken and the other left. Listen, fix yourselves on this word taken and remember it. Then two men will be in the field. One will be taken and the other left. Two women will be grinding at the mill. One will be taken and the other left. Watch therefore, for you do not know what hour your Lord is coming. But know this, that if the master of the house had known what hour the thief would come, he would have watched and not allowed his house to be broken into. Therefore you also be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. Well, first, that word taken that I mentioned to remember, we see that same biblical Greek word, paralambano, for taken here in Matthew 24. It's used in John chapter 14 as Jesus the Lord speaks of himself as the groom going back to prepare a place for us and coming again and getting us to receive us to himself. That English translated word you're about to see, receive, is that same, same Bible Greek word, paralambano, that's used as taken in Matthew 24. Check it out. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and paralambano, receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. So we see here that word taken, one will be taken and the other left, is the same word as receive in John 14 when the Lord comes for his bride to take his bride back to the Father's house. That's the rapture. Well, so what? What's so important about that? Because the Lord goes on to say in Matthew 24, and we saw it, that he will come like a thief. Yes? And that the homeowner needs to be watching and ready for the thief to come. Right? And, and why does he use this as an analogy of the Lord coming in the rapture? Because the thief comes quickly, takes, and leaves. Right? And in 1 Corinthians 15, with regard to the rapture, Paul said it will take place in the twinkling, the blink of an eye. That's how fast the rapture will take place. Yes? So we see this thief in the night from 2 Peter 3. That's the rapture. That's how the day of the Lord starts. 2 Peter 3.10 again. But the day of the Lord will come as what? A thief in the night in which the heavens will pass away with a great noise and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Both the earth and the works that are in it will be burned up. So we see first the day of the Lord starts with the rapture. Second, the seven-year tribulation where the Lord judged the earth in Noah's day with a flood. He's going to judge the earth by fire in the tribulation. Yes, look at 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 1. We see that the day of the Lord involves this great destruction. But concerning the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I should write to you. For you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so comes as what? A thief in the night. There's a rapture. And then the destruction. For when they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them as labor pains upon a pregnant woman, and they shall not escape. Right? So we have the rapture, the first part of the day of the Lord. Second, the, tribula the tribulation. Third, the return of Messiah Jesus to judge the nations, save Israel, and save those who are sheep in the sheep and goats judgment of Matthew chapter 
25. And then comes the thousand-year reign of Christ as he comes to sit on the throne of David. And folks, here we are in this generation racing towards the fulfillment of these prophetic events spoken of in Scripture. Here we are, Lord. And when we come back in a moment, we're going to dig into this even more. And we're going to see something that's connected to Bible prophecy that is one of the reasons the church is so resistant to Bible prophecy. You would think, as Bible prophecy is leaping off the pages of the Bible, the signs that the Bible speaks of and that I teach of, we know now we are in those times. Why then would the church resist this? Why wouldn't believers in Messiah Jesus more than ever be excited about the rapture and more than ever wanting to learn about Bible prophecy? Well, we're going to see when we come back in just a moment. Remember, watch therefore and be ready. King Jesus, the groom, he's coming for us any moment. I want to take a moment to say thank you to those who prayerfully and financially partner with Watch Therefore Ministries. Without you, we could not do this exciting and effective and timely kingdom work. The Lord certainly has raised you up for such a time as this. And again, thank you. In Matthew 24, our great Savior Jesus speaks of a faithful, wise, and blessed servant who's watching for the Master to come and doing what the Master commanded. My aim for this television ministry and all of our ministries is to make faithful servant disciples of Messiah Jesus who will hear him say to them, well done, thy good and faithful servant. And one of the ways we walk that out is through Romans 1.16, taking the gospel and discipleship to the Jew first and then to the nations. To the Jew first with our ministry, Blessing Israeli Believers, co-founded by our ministry partner, John McTurnan and myself, We're working through our Israeli-believing partners who are getting out the gospel, making disciples of Messiah Yeshua, planting believing congregations, helping to save babies from abortion, and also helping Holocaust survivors in the name of Messiah Yeshua, and much more. And then to the nations through our ministry, Poured Out for the Nations, where we're serving in African countries. I personally have served in 10 African countries and in India through one of our believing partners and also in America and through this Watch Therefore telecast all over the world. And one of the ways you can keep up with what's going on in this ministry is through our monthly Blessing Israeli Believers and Poured Out for the Nation's newsletters. I write about things that will help us to watch therefore and be ready and also news and updates about what's going on here in Israel through our partners and in the nations. Oh, it's an exciting way also to keep up with what you can be praying for for our prayer partners and what you're giving into for those who sow financially into this ministry. And I want to talk about that for a moment. And as I talk about financial giving, first I want to say, as always, if you haven't yet believed in our great Savior Jesus, please don't send any money into this ministry. It's simply our desire that you would be our guest watching the program today and that you would receive Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. And for those who would like to lay up their treasures in heaven, who understand principles of giving and sowing into the kingdom of God, if this is a place the Lord's called you to do so, there's three primary platforms 
through which you can give are Watch Therefore Television Ministry, Blessing Israeli Believers, and Poured Out for the Nations. And you can do so through our website, watchtherefore.tv, and also through the post through snail mail at our P.O. Box by check. And what a great way to lay your treasures up in heaven. Having said all these things, remember today more than ever, watch therefore and be ready. Our King and Savior Jesus is coming for us any moment. I was living in Israel at the Sea of Galilee, ministering across the Holy Lamb through our ministry partners and the Lord was calling my family back to the USA, to Texas, with a vision. And part of that vision is to plant a church where we make faithful, wise, blessed, servant disciples of Messiah Jesus who are watching and ready for Him to come and take us back to that place He's been preparing for us. He said, watch therefore and be ready. You don't know the hour or the day your Lord is coming. Coming for us in the rapture, to take us back to the Father's house. Look what the Lord has done. We had no money, we had no people, we had no building. And now the Lord's given us a handful, a few ministry prayer partners here in Texas. We've been joining together for prayer and asking the Lord for the way forward. And we're starting with our first Sunday here in January, Calvary Chapel. Watch therefore Community Fellowship. Now listen, this costs a lot of money, and we know that our help comes from the Lord, maker of heaven and earth. Maybe he would have you participate in this Watch Therefore Community Fellowship under the banner of Calvary Chapel, and you can do so. Go to calvarychapelwtcf.com. Ask the Lord if he would have you to prayerfully and or financially participate in this new church plant. Oh, we're gonna make disciples who are watching and ready for King Jesus to come for us. Watch therefore and be ready. Welcome back to this episode of the program, Watch Therefore. We're looking at these powerful Watch Therefore passages, Bible prophecy. And also in this segment, we're gonna see something that is connected to Bible prophecy. One of the reasons I strongly believe so many are stubbornly resisting Bible prophecy, though it's leaping off the pages of the Bible. I'm going to read part of one of those passages now. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens will pass away with a great noise, and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Both the earth and the works that are in it will be burned up. So we saw in the first segment some of the aspects of that time called the day of the Lord. It begins with first the rapture, then the tribulation, seven years of the wrath of the Lamb, Jesus the Lord, upon the earth, and then third, the return of Messiah Jesus to judge the nations, to save Israel, and to save those of the sheep and goats judgment that are in Matthew chapter 25. Then we saw the fourth aspect I'm teaching about today the thousand-year reign of our Savior Jesus as he sits on the throne of David and he having built this glorious new temple for the name of the Lord. That's part of the David covenant that I teach about on the program. And, and so at the end of the thousand-year reign of Messiah Jesus, think of this. 
there's going to be a rebellion against the Lord. Though in the world they're watching him, they've seen him, there's, he's sitting on the throne of David in person, this glorified king of kings and lord of lords. How could there be a rebellion against him? Well, when the Lord returns to initiate the thousand-year reign of Christ, and there are children of Israel, the whole nation, has received Jesus as Lord, but they're in human, still sinful bodies. We've been raptured. We've been given glorified bodies. We return with our Savior to the earth, which is in Revelation chapter 19. Yet Israel that receives Jesus as Lord and those sheep of the sheep and goats judgment are those from the nations who have believed in the Lord. Yes, through the tribulation, they've survived the tribulation, they've received the Lord. Yes, they go into the thousand years in human bodies and they give birth to children who are still sinners. And at the end of the thousand year reign of Christ, Satan will be released from what's called the pit. You see this in Revelation chapter 20. He'll deceive the nations to uh, come against Jesus the Lord one more time. And then fire will come down from heaven and destroy those who have come against the Lord. And that's when it goes into, in the scriptures, Revelation 21. A new heavens, a new earth, and a new Jerusalem. Revelation 21. Now, I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. Also, there was no more sea. Then I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. God himself will be with them and be their God, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. Oh, hallelujah. So, the aspects of the day of the Lord, the rapture, the tribulation, the return of Messiah Jesus, the thousand-year reign of Christ, and then the new heavens, and the new earth, and the new Jerusalem as the new Jerusalem descends out of heaven. So again, these aspects of the day of the Lord, the rapture, the tribulation, the return of Messiah Jesus, the thousand-year reign of Christ, and then the new heavens and the new earth as the new Jerusalem descends from heaven. So having said all that, I have a question. If these end times scenarios are at our doorstep, and we can see that by the signs of Bible prophecy that, that are in the red zone like never before, I teach about them on the program, the birth pangs, Israel in Bible prophecy, uh, and the days of Noah and the days of Lot. If that's true, notice something that is connected to these Bible prophecy scenarios that I believe has a lot to do with why so many in, the, many in the church are not fervently wanting to understand Bible prophecy. So I'm going to read long swaths of passages here. See what is connected to the Bible prophecy scenarios. Are you ready? Second Peter again. But the day of the Lord will 
come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens will pass away with a great noise, and the elements will melt with fervent heat. But the earth and the works that are in it will be burned up. Therefore, since all these things will be dissolved, what manner of persons ought you to be in holy conduct and godliness, looking for and hastening the coming of the day of God, because of which the heavens will be dissolved, being on fire, and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for the new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. So you see here, with regard to the prophetic scenarios, Peter says, what kind of people should we be? How should we live? Now, look at 1 John chapter 3. Behold, now we are children of God, and it's not been yet revealed what we shall be. But we know that when He is revealed, we shall be like Him, for we shall see Him as He is. And everyone who has this hope in Him purifies himself just as He is pure. And so we see here the rapture when the groom comes for the bride. We're to be looking for Jesus the Lord to come with great hope. Is today the day? And we're to be purifying our lives. And again, Matthew 24, again, I'm going to read a bunch of scriptures, but look, with regard to the prophetic scenarios, the responsibility of we who are disciples of Messiah Jesus. Then two men will be in the field, one will be taken and the other left. Two women will be grinding at the mill, one will be taken and the other left. Watch therefore, for you do not know what hour your Lord is coming. But know this, that if the master of the house had known what hour the thief would come, he would have watched and allowed his house to be broken into. Therefore you also be ready, for the Son of Man is coming in an hour you do not expect. Who then is a faithful and wise servant whom his master made ruler over his household to give them food in due season. Blessed is that servant whom his master, when he comes, will find so doing. And so, with these passages, in light of the any moment coming of our Lord Jesus in the rapture to take us back to that place he's been preparing for us, he commands that we watch and that we stay ready. Yes, and then he speaks of this faithful, wise, blessed servant who's watching and not sitting. He's doing what the master commanded, giving the others their food in due season. Jesus the Lord is the bread of life, giving others our Savior, Jesus, right? And, and, and so there is an active, working, intentionally living for the Lord that is very unique and specific to the Lord could come any moment. The signs are all around us, right? Now, look at this next servant our Savior speaks of. There's this faithful servant who's watching for the Lord to come and doing what he commanded. Look at this other one. But if that evil servant says in his heart, my master's delaying his coming, and begins to beat his fellow servants and to eat and drink with the drunkards, the master of that servant will come on a day when he's not looking for him and an hour he's not aware of and will cut him into and appoint him his portion with the hypocrites. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. So this evil servant, he says in his heart, ah, the Lord's not coming today. Why? He doesn't want the Lord to return. Yes. And he becomes worldly and ungodly. And it says here, the Lord, the master returns on a day he's not looking for him, a day he's not aware of when he goes to hell. Yes. And, and what we need to remember, what we need to see here, is that most Bible prophecy is directly connected to and demands holy, righteous 
thinking, speaking, and living. That makes it very unappealing to most modern Christians today who are lukewarm and worldly. And many of them are professing Jesus as Lord, but they've never received him as Lord. They're not born again and are like this evil servant. They want nothing to do with authentic faith in Messiah Jesus. But listen to the author of the book of Hebrews. Pursue peace with all people and holiness without which no one will see the Lord. What about you? Have you received Jesus as Lord? Oh, do it now if you haven't. He died on the cross for your sins. He was buried on the third day. He rose from the grave. He lived a sinless life to pay for all of our sins, all of the things we've done against God and man. Yes, call upon the name of the Lord today and be saved. And if you're doing that, there's information at the bottom of your screen. We want to send you a free brochure, How to Begin My New Life in Christ. He'll save you today. He'll give you eternal life. Turn from your sins, repent, and cry out to Jesus, Lord, save me. I need to be saved today. Yes, and, and for everyone who's watching, oh, now more than ever, get right with God if there's areas of your life where you're not. Yeah? And watch therefore. And be ready. King Jesus is coming for us. When? Any moment. The rapture is the next big event on the Lord's prophetic calendar. It will be the greatest thing that could ever take place in the life of a disciple of Messiah Jesus. Despite this clear event in scripture, there exists much confusion and heated debate around the rapture. These questions and more are answered in my new book, The Gospel Truth About the Rapture. What is it? Is it in the Bible? Why is there so much confusion about this topic? Why do fewer church leaders teach about the rapture today? Why has it become increasingly unpopular? Since there are different views and positions, can we know the truth about the rapture? Why is the rapture important to the Lord's disciples? The events found in the gospel truth about the rapture are leaping off its pages. Like never before, these scriptural truths pertain directly to the disciples of the Lord in this generation. If you would like your life to become dramatically more dynamic and hopeful, read and implement the gospel truth about the rapture. And with a tax-deductible gift of any amount to say thank you, we will send a copy of my new book, The Gospel Truth About the Rapture. Be sure to write Rapture Book in the check memo section or online giving notes. And be sure to watch therefore and be ready. King Jesus is coming for us any moment. Thank you for watching the program today. Watch Therefore is sponsored by the friends and partners of Watch Therefore Ministries. In future programs, we'll have many more Watch Therefore teachings from the Bible, worship, and exciting interviews with our believing partners in Israel and around the world. Please contact us at doveforisrael at gmail.com. That's D-O-V-F-O-R-I-S-R-A-E-L at gmail.com. And if you would like to subscribe to our newsletter, you can fill out a contact form on the website watchtherefore.tv. We also have audio programs available on our website watchtherefore.tv. We are on social media since it is a great tool to share the gospel and communicate with one another. You can also find us there at Watch Therefore TV. Until next time, we're watching for King Jesus to return. 
Watch therefore and be ready. Sword will go forth to take back and re-